What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com Este es el I2. Formación escopeta. Vera al aire. Doug Prescott sigue buscando. Tiene que salir de la bolsa de protección. Se rola, conecta y se va a meter. Fácil, facilito. Touchdown Cowboys. Eh, eh, eh. That's how it sounded in Texas between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Hola, que tal? What's good, everybody? Nuestra gente. Great to have you here with us. Great to be alongside my hermana, my prima, my prima hermana, MJ Acasa Ruiz. I am Will Salva, and this is the L Huddle Podcast. And if you are a Cowboys fan, right about now, you are feeling pretty good. Excelente. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Um, my ADD was going off because watching that back, all I could focus on was the pañuelo, pañuelo on there yeah. because it's one the of those there. things that don't translate apples to apples, right? Because flag is bandera, but in terms of football, we're saying pañuelo. Anyway. And um, la bolsa is, de protección, uh-huh, right? Yeah. yeah. There's eventually. a lot of things that sound weird and like you can't, you can't translate it literally. Literally, yeah. Um, there are worse words. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, that's where my brain, that's where we are at this point in the season. My brain's like, oh, cool. Pañuelo and the Enya is there. Like, it, it's just cool to see. Yeah. To see those. We things. always love hearing those calls and we always play them throughout the podcast. Yeah. But the Cowboys right now Man. are rolling. Since they got annihilated by the 49ers, mm-hmm. they just seem to be a different team. Sure. Credit has to go to Mike McCarthy calling these plays. Yeah. Credit goes to Dak Prescott, who Please. is back there and being surgical. Mm-hmm. And he is making the reads. He's making the throws. Great touch. Great vision. And he is squarely in the MVP conversation right now yeah. where we had... Jalen Hurts for a majority of the season. Correct. And I'm so glad that you brought that same energy, Will, because I think it's real easy for folks, especially sports media, our present company excluded, of course. Not me. Um, Not me. But maybe you folks can like really, (laughs) really beat down on Dak real easy. But once he gets going, nobody wants to give him the proper credit. So I'm very happy for Dak. Very happy for the Cowboys. Um, This was a huge, huge primetime game for them. And it was a day when... um, the cheerleaders were having their anniversary and their reunion there. You know, I got to throw in my like girls whenever I can. Yeah. Very, very cute. They had uh, women back from like the 60s that cheered. So it was like a perfect ending really for this team. But moreover, a big punctuation, a big exclamation point for the Cowboys. And sort of, I don't want to say a question mark for the Eagles, but I would say more of an ellipsis. Dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Hmm. What's going on here? Yeah. Let's take a beat and let's pause because now they've lost two um, consecutive games against top two NFC teams. Mm-hmm. Do you think people should worry? I am not overly concerned for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm still not overly concerned right? yet. Like I do not, think mm. something is off or they have to make some sort of adjustment there no with question. the offense. It yeah. feels like the offensive line hasn't been as... Um, uh, you know, as strong That's as strong, it was yeah. in in previous weeks, uh, it looked like Jalen Hurts was was hurried a lot, and he was under duress a yeah. lot. It just felt like they uh, this was a game that from the start they just did not look like they were in sync. It also turned the ball over a lot Definitely. too, and that you're not going to beat 
any team at all. Yeah. And so I think they're still squarely in the mix. Yeah. Uh, along with the 49ers and the Cowboys. I think the 49ers have gained some separation. They officially clinched a spot in the playoffs. We were mm -hmm. that was going to happen, but now they're the number one seed, and they just seem to be the team still to beat. I mean, they beat the Seahawks yeah. in, in a game where it wasn't perfect for them, but they had over 500 yards in total offense. I think sometimes run defense betrayed them a little bit, but sure. overall it's a game they, they had to win, and they did win at home. I think also for the Eagles, defensively what's going on. We saw some flashes, right, of like right. key guys who always step up, but 33 points? Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot, and that's not the type of football that we're used to seeing them, certainly not from the Eagles' defense of last year, that mm -hmm. was shutting people down left and right. So it's just – it's a curious time, but I also think it's just the consequence of the season, of the schedule, of opponents, of this time in the year. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's going to happen, and obviously this will still be a playoff team, um, better that it happens right now. Perhaps they can recorrect before you get to the deep January games where everything is on the line and you only get one shot mm -hmm. at course correction so yeah and you see the lions who was everybody's oh, pick my they God. just did not have it against the bears Yo. jared goff again did not look like mm -mm. he was just in command of nope. things and the the bears i mean keeping their faint playoff hopes if you will this is sure. the crazy thing they have the number one and the number five pick currently and yet yep. they are one game out of a wild card spot i mean crazy it's crazy there were quite a few games like that too where for example i didn't think the jets texans game was going to be that lopsided mm -hmm. at all um that Browns-Jaguars game was an interesting one as well. I, it's that point in the year, right? And yes, y'all, I can I can take my uh, my medicine as well because the one of the two Monday night games, I guess both didn't really end the way people predicted no, that they would. No, no. But, but we'll, you know what, though? We'll, let's do a deeper dive on that a little bit later. How about this? Thank you for letting me collect myself. Before yeah, so, so, so we'll let you collect yourself. I but then together. there's now the Chiefs. Yeah. that don't seem like the invincible mm -hmm. Chiefs that we've seen in years past, right. where Patrick Mahomes, to see him literally Loses. have this meltdown, right? A little bit, yeah. Como que pasó a este hombre? That's what my parents would say, right? Like something happened with him, and Kadarius Tony had been offside, by the way, mm. a few times mm -hmm. in that game. Mm -hmm. And those are the sorts of things that have just killed this offense. They have receivers that are just not catching the ball not ones that you can really rely on outside of Travis Kelsey and to a certain extent Rasheed Rice yeah. it's just it's not there and and you can't just go in there thinking Kelsey and Rice are going to bail you out certainly not it's, against the Bills team which as as much as they have underperformed for what was expected of them this mm -hmm. season it's still the Bills squad and they yeah. are still a very difficult team to go up against and I don't think that the Chiefs overlook that by any means but for Patrick to be that upset over that call and I get it calls can be very very frustrating it still wasn't this game where they were if it's coming down to a call for you to drop a game that was a three-point situation you know what I mean like you mm -hmm. got to evaluate the overall performance Absolutely. of the team they didn't score any points in the first quarter I mean it, come on mm -hmm. so it, it wasn't this thing like this is why we lost I think there were a lot of things that led up to that moment um, that didn't seal the game for them. So to your point, just something to keep an eye on and to evaluate for sure. Yeah, no, and that's why it's like now the the Bills, they were left for dead and buried. Mm -hmm. Now all Not of anymore. a sudden, they still have to keep winning, though. Yeah. They still have to keep winning. Uh, either way, though, we are going to delve into the Miami loss, if you will. <sighs> Uh, are you going to be okay? I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay. I got you're it. Okay. Okay. As a Dolphins fan, unfortunately, um, this is a, yeah. Somewhat and, and we, feeling. but we have a guest as well. You want to yes. tell people who, who yes. we're going to have on? We've done a, a fun little podcast swap. Um, for those of you in the New York area, you'll you'll recognize his voice from G100. He's the host of Life as a Gringo. He's got the Streets Go It podcast, doing a lot para la comunidad, la cultura. DJ Dramos joins us on the other side of the break.
I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The roar of the crowd, your favorite team, old rivalries, new players. Super Bowl 58 is happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Mundo NFL wants to send you to the big game. Get a chance to win two tickets to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Nevada, just by signing up at NFL.com slash boletos. You can't win if you don't enter. Do it now. No purchase necessary. And it's December 31st, 2023, open to legal residents of the 50 United States and the District of Columbia who are 18 years of age or older for official rules which govern in complete details visit nfl.com slash boletos y Miami ya no puede detener el reloj pero hasta ahí si yo soy Derrick Henry me hinco en lugar de meterme al touchdown como lo acaba haciendo el Rey Henry se mete al touchdown 27 a 27 and we're just going to keep rubbing salt in that wound for me today. But you know sure. what? I Sorry. can take it. And I have someone here who's going to turn the mood around for me. Yes. Please welcome no pressure. to the Huddle Podcast, the host <laughs> of Life as a Gringo and the Street Stoic Podcast. My good friend, we were just chatting it up for what seemed like a month because we had so much to talk about. <laughs> DJ Dramos is in the house with us. Yeah. Woo! What up, DJ? Thank y'all for having me. I'm excited. We're yeah. so hyped, and I'm so happy, DJ, that now Will gets to meet you because I was. Yeah, I feel like included here. No, no, not at I all. Get <laughs> back What happened here? You know what I mean? What's up? See, that's why I'm going to let know. you start off. You get the first question. Okay, so I, I have to ask you with life as a gringo because I, growing up in San Francisco, I had brothers who all had the Spanish surnames. I was the one that did not have it. You know, it's like Manuel Antonio, Fernando, Roberto, Francisco, Jorge, Julius, and Will. Right. <laughs> and so for me, I felt like I was undercover Latin brother. Right. Yeah. And people were calling me Guillermo all the time because they couldn't <laughs> believe that my parents said, hey, little Will here. So right. for you, is that how you felt like growing up? Yeah. You know, for me, a lot of it was like when I would go back to Puerto Rico and visit the family. Right. And 
I was brought up by a very proud Puerto Rican. My father is like the mayor of proud Puerto Ricans everywhere, right? Like he is that guy, you know? And, uh, and like, so I grew up with a great sense of pride, but then I would go back to the island and hang out with like my family and my cousins. And they would like make it very clear, like, nah, you're from the States. They would call me a gringo, you know? And um, kind of like the story that sticks out that that was like kind of the, the real thing that made me name the podcast that was like, once I got to like 18, 19, I could kind of start going out to clubs in Puerto Rico, right? And my aunt is only a few years older than me, which is like a whole nother story, right? But oh, uh, wow. she's That's taking very me Latino. out. Yeah, very, very <laughs> Latino. My that grudge holding. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? The grudges are real. Uh, oh, yeah. So like we go out to the club and we're going to meet her friends and things like that. And like I see one of her friends and I like fall in love with her. So I'm like, you know, putting a good word for me, all these things. And I'm trying to like kick it to her. I think I got like my New York swag going on. And she and she's like, OK, so this is my nephew. You know, he's from the, he's from the States. And then this girl just says to me, oh, so you're a gringo. Mm -hmm. And that was like confidence just went out the window yeah. at that point. You know what I'm saying? I spoke my broken Spanish. It didn't help me at all. And uh, ever since then, that's kind of stuck in my head. So once I kind of started doing the whole podcast thing, uh, that was sort of the the thing that inspired me, if you will. I love it. But is it something that that made you less confident throughout your life mm. at all? Like, did you feel like you had a, a chip on your shoulder, mm. if you will? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, both my parents speak Spanish fluently, but they never taught it to me. So, like, I wasn't able to kind of participate in that part of the culture, right? So, you know, once we kind of left the, the Bronx and I'm doing school in the suburbs of New Jersey, it was like, where do I fit in, right? Because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very much other, right? And when my friends would come to visit the house, it smells like, you know, sofrito and, and, and Latin mm -hmm. cooking, you yeah. know, and things like that. But, you know, I didn't, wasn't able to kind of speak to the culture in that way. You know, the, the Latin kids at the school didn't kind of see me as one of their own. And, you know, my, my friends who were, who were white kind of saw me as other as well, you know, mm -hmm. so it was kind of this weird thing of like, where do I Belong. exist, right? So that, that's kind of the, the inspiration, I guess, behind that as well. What's funny is when you're talking about your dad and he's a very proud, I have yet to meet a Puerto Rican who isn't hella proud yeah. of being Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm right, married, exactly. as I yeah. told you, DJ, a New Yorican, yeah. and we have this yes. ongoing, yeah. we have this ongoing joke of how'd you know I was Puerto uh, Rican? Meantime, he's wearing a Puerto Rican jersey, a Puerto Rican cap, <laughs> Puerto Rican Air Force Ones. Like, you're gonna know yes. if somebody's Puerto Rican or not. It is hysterical. Yes. But same thing. Oh, yeah. Like he understands Spanish. He can speak it, but doesn't like to speak it because it is more mm -hmm. of a broken um spanish for sure but i spanish was my first language the first three mm. years of my life were spent in santo domingo and yeah. it's funny because there is that duality right like in new york everyone's like oh she's hella dominican but if you were yeah. not born on the island every time i would go back to dr every summer all of my cousins would say la gringa which i don't yeah. i can't imagine like if, if you can picture it well yeah. anybody calling me gringa right but no, yeah no very much it but for me it was almost like an endearing thing it was almost the opposite of you like it didn't make me less confident and i think that may be because i did speak the language right like i'm like Por favor, what are you talking about right like i could right, go right, right into right. it without skipping a beat but there is that I think aspect get to me though no for sure yeah. for sure but i think like there's there's that part that it's it's a micro question but amongst like our own community right about mm -hmm. speaking the language yeah like where you're I, for many folks they still feel like if someone does not speak fluent Spanish, they're not Latino enough. And so we we mm -hmm. see these movements now, right, of the no sabo kids who are speaking, mm -hmm. quote unquote, broken Spanish, but they're mm -hmm. still very much yeah. proud of their Latinidad and their culture. Um, and I think that's still evolving because the old school way was, oh, you have to speak the language, but then you have situations like yours where they never even taught you. So like, yeah. what are you supposed to do? It's not your fault. Yeah, well, they used to make fun of me. That's the thing. Like my parents would 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 laugh when I tried to speak in Spanish growing up, right? Like, and, and I tell my mom, I, I, I like argue with them to this day, and like, oh, we thought it was cute, but like, yeah, but that like took away my confidence in speaking it, right? Sure. And um, and and I think that probably had a lot to do with it. And and yeah, I think. You know, it's interesting when you talk about the Nosabo kids and these things like I, I love tradition still. I think that it's a beautiful thing to, to speak Spanish, to keep that tradition going. My whole thing is also we can't 
um, sort of create this hierarchy system within our own community unnecessarily, mm-hmm. right? It just doesn't make sense, right? To, to make you an outsider because you don't check some certain box, right? Period. Rather mm-hmm. than, than like celebrating you and maybe encouraging you mm-hmm. to like, you know, embrace it and get better at it. Um, I think that's sort of where the problem lies. I, I, but totally, I do think it's like now we're a little bit more inclusive and like Duda, right? Yeah. Where yeah. Mm-hmm. I know growing up, you know, my parents would say, aquí se habla el español. But I also had a lot of friends who were like yourself who did not grow up speaking Spanish because mm-hmm. there was actually shame there. Because sure. if right. there was an accent, then mm-hmm. then it felt like you you... you would stand out, but in a bad in a way. Bad, yeah. So is yeah. that, was that kind of the, the thinking there with, with your parents a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think in their mind, they were also giving me a better opportunity, right? Like we got out of the Bronx, we got into the suburbs. That's like the American dream, right? The dream for, for all of our families who migrated or immigrated to, to yeah. the States is, you know, to have the, the house and the white picket fence and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I think I wasn't even allowed to have like a Caesar haircut with the fade back in the day. Like I wasn't allowed to get that haircut because <laughs> you wanted to have that haircut. Though. Oh, oh, I wanted that. So I wanted it so bad. But like my parents, you know, had a, they had a problem with it because they felt like it might get me stereotyped as as some sort of way. You know what I mean? Right. And and yeah. that's, it's a shame, obviously. But like like most things, our parents kind of do that um, maybe don't don't aren't things that we, we want to keep on doing. We want to unlearn as we get older. They were just trying to protect me. So I think that was a part of it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's also I, I think as you grow older, it's also a double edged sword and, and you can take it either way you want, because when we spoke last, CJ, you were talking about, mm. by the way, our boy here is also on Z100. So for all our people yeah. in New York, I know you've heard his voice. Big before, deal, yo. But I remember something that stuck out to me um, about our conversation, because you mentioned the word privilege, which we don't often mm. correlate with our culture and with, our, you know, with, with our background. But you said that there was a level of it within your radio career, right? So I keep thinking of the code switch, right? All of us do it. Let's keep it real. Like we speak one way amongst entre nosotros Mm -hmm. and another way in front of el jefe and in corporate environments, right? And for you, was it a situation where you felt like, okay, yes, this is helpful to be able to do this. But did you also feel like it just like chipped away a little bit at, at your soul someday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it's it's tough because, like you said, there's the code switching thing. And for someone like me, it did work to my benefit in certain ways because I could kind of fall in, in the middle of things, right? People didn't know what I was, so I could kind of like fit into any crowd almost, you know. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, there's a small part of you that, that dies, you know, within letting that kind of happen too much. Or, Mm. um, when you find yourself in a room full of people that don't know about your cultural background and they have maybe some, uh, some weird connotations about your Mm. culture, it's then like, all right, yeah, exactly. So then it's like, all right, now I have to kind of like step out and defend that. Or do I kind of just keep doing what's working for me right now? Right. Because we're all um, trying to survive out here, you know, so yeah. it, it definitely kind of creates a bit of an identity crisis, um, the constant code switching for sure. It, but does it is yeah. it help to to connect, though? Like if you see somebody who's from the the Latinx community, do you mm-hmm. automatically gravitate toward them? Yeah, there's there's a natural kind of warmth there now, you know, and and I think, you know, it was also me letting my guard down of of being like I was always I lived in fear of being judged by them almost, you know, so I, I also kind of like made myself an outsider on purpose because I was scared that if I kind of um, tried to enter the circle, I wouldn't pass kind of the the, the prerequisite test that they would have if I was Latin enough, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I isolated myself a bit from my community, you know? And it's only now that I've kind of embraced knowing that I have a place within the community that it's like, man, I've been missing out on on this warmth and this love because, you know, me being authentic, me being myself, I am being embraced by it. But it was definitely something where like I created this barrier um, from my own previous experiences and my own sort of insecurity of, of authenticity. This feels like a, a, a therapeutic session. Dude, for the that's three not of us. exactly what I told <laughs> you last right? time. We talked hundred percent. No yeah. question. Yeah, because right. We all have that similar storyline, right? Like it's yeah. ugh, there. There's so many overlapping nuances, right? Whether it was in New York, whether it was in San Francisco, whether it was in Miami, right? Like we all have this shared lived experience. What I have found 
perhaps to your point, DJ, about mm -hmm. not passing the certain tests that our own culture puts together. I find that sometimes, um, and I won't speak because, of course, we always say this, we are not a monolith, but in yeah. several of the experiences I've had, like if it's specifically in a Dominican setting, right? Like there are certain things that are not only required, but are expected to pass mm -hmm. that past the checklist, if you will, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then when I go outside of that, if I am hanging with Loboricuas or with the Nicaragüenses or with the Salvis or whatever, mi Mexicanos, there's less of a prerequisite where the only prerequisite is you are one of us, come through. Right. And we're just looking for community, especially when you're outside of those pockets, when you're outside of New York and the Heights, when you're outside of South Florida, Miami, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I found. And I think it is getting a little bit better like if you run into a medical you've never had platanos like what like yeah, well maybe yeah. they didn't grow up in a place where platanos were easy accessible like you know so right. it, it's an if we hold our own community to the fire more so mm. than others do have you had experiences yeah. like that yeah i i think you know i i think it also just kind of starts with with yourself as well right i think I, I, I don't I don't ever want to place too much blame on the community as a whole sure. or those sure. who I've interacted with, because I think, like I said, I, I had a wall up as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I created a bit of that with my own insecurity. And but to your point, like I, you know, I was in Miami recently and, you know, um, my Uber driver was was Cuban and there was an immediate connection mm -hmm. right there yeah. with him just calling me yep. like, like, hey, Poppy, how was your flight type of thing? Right. Like that <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> like i felt warmth i felt at home i felt comfortable i felt safe right there right yes, so yes. yeah to your, to your point there is that that sort of thing where we just all regardless of the the country that we come from or our ancestors come from um we we kind of like have this common collective sort of yeah. uh i don't know this love for one another as well yeah, which i think bond. is a beautiful thing yeah, yeah it, exactly it's, it's mm -hmm. great because i i'm trying to teach that to my kids as well mm. and to let them know what and, and who they are. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why I think some of it is like, you know, with our, our parents, God bless them, you yeah. know, Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, Amen. However, <laughs> there was an effect on us, right? Totally. There was that, that effect yeah. on us. Yeah. yeah. Look, your parents could have done the best that they could and still yeah. caused a little bit of trauma too. Yeah. Like both things can exist yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Right. Well, our, our parents lived in a bubble though, more so than we do now, no right? Question. Like, yeah, 100%. You know, so it's like, I'm it's, I'm a New York and like my parents, you know, my dad was from Puerto Rico, then moved to the Bronx. My mom was born and raised in the Bronx. Like they grew up around primarily Puerto Ricans, mm -hmm. right? So that's, mm -hmm. that's who they connected with, who they spoke to. They visited Puerto Rico. That's the only vacation they would ever take was Puerto Rico every year, right? So <laughs> yeah. they're insulated in their own bubble. Whereas, you know, our generation, the younger generations, like we're all connecting via social media. Um, the blessing that we have with the jobs that we do, we get to yeah. travel, we get to go different places, meet different people. So we're far more open and we have the ability to, I think, see our, our um, common, you know, sort of uh, just love for, for culture and love for the, the family, you know, type of dynamic, right? That warmth, we see how universal it actually is and it allows us to be uh, far more open-minded, I think, as a community at large. If we call him Dr. DJ Drama, is that too many DJs in a row? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, he's taking us to school, to church, to therapy, all the things. Um, uh, okay, we can't have a New Yorkian, New York native here in the house and not talk hmm. about New York sports. Yes. Um, Ooh, okay. I'm licking my wounds, but I, I can't remember. Remind me if you did tell me you were a Giants fan or if you are a Jets fan. I guess both teams. No, ironically, I am way outside of the box here. That's I'm a right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. fan. A Buccaneers <laughs> fan. How, yes. So how damn in the random. hell? Mijo, okay, so, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, football was not a, a, a must watch sport in my mm. family growing up. Right. So I was left to kind of just uh, fend for myself out there. <laughs> so as a kid, when the, the Bucks switched to, to the red colored jerseys, red's my favorite color. And that was kind of uh, what got me there. And ever since then, I've, I've just genuinely become a, a fan of, of the Buccaneers. Well, what did you think of uh, the Tom Brady era I of mean, the Buccaneers? Sure uh, love it. Up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I hated Brady prior to that, but obviously now I love him. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> work. You hate him when he's on your team, but you love him when he's on yours. We were having yeah, the other. I mean, we were having the other. Not. It wasn't even a debate. It was more of a. This is how it is in New York. Typically, mm. for most folks that grew up Yankees fans, oh. they were also. Giants fans. And if you were a Mets right. fan, you were typically a Jets fan. Mm. 
Um, yes. From your immediate surroundings, first of all, which is your baseball team? Because it's very important to know. Oh, Yankees all day. Oh, thank God. Because yeah. it was going to be very yeah. awkward in a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> but did you, right. I mean, I don't know. Walking every, it Makes was sense. either like all in the house. You had Jets and you had Mets or you had Yankees and you have mm-hmm. Giants. Like that was the separation of like the two bubbles because New York number yeah. one market has multiple teams all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yeah. did your household lie outside of you? Uh, we're, we're Yankees for sure. I mean, we're yeah, like, you know, Bronx, like my, my grandma, you know, who was a part of my state a lot growing up, literally was like around the corner from Yankee stadium. Amazing. Um, you know, so I can remember just like leaving school and, or just hanging out in the street and you could hear the roar of the stadium. Like we were that close, you know, Incredible. so um, I'm a Yankee fan for sure. I love that. All right. Well, last thing, because you obviously are surrounded, immersed in music all all day, every day. What do you make of Bad Bunny and the influence he's had Mm. on music? And he, by the way, was awesome on Saturday Night Live that we yes. talked yes. about. He's a pretty good actor as well as a performer. Even his impact just in, in the New York What do you think of his too? impact yeah. right now? I, first of all, I love this question. I love, I love me some bad buddy. Okay. <laughs> love so, it. Yeah. yeah, because this is the thing, right? Like, we're all old enough to remember the Latin artists that were able to break through prior, right? Mm-hmm. The Selena's of the world, Mark Anthony, mm-hmm. um, you know, J-Lo. but these are artists. Ricky that, Martin. Exactly, J-Lo. But they, they had to change their, they had to go and make music in English, right? They Correct. couldn't make it in their native tongue in order mm-hmm. to break through to that mainstream audience. Like that was the prerequisite, make an English album if you really want to break through. Exactly. And someone like Bad Bunny, especially like kind of the, the topic of conversation of this, this show in, in general we've been having is authenticity, right? And this is somebody who refused to change who he was, right? He said, you're going to come to me. I'm going to be so great that I'm going to make the mainstream come to me rather than me going to the mainstream, right? And I think that is is such a, a beautiful thing in general for like a creative and artist in music. But I also think it speaks to um, the greater dynamic of like us as Latinos in entertainment in general, right? Like yeah. we don't have to change who we are. We don't have to play by other people's rules. We have something to offer that is very much universal given the right opportunity. And I think he's somebody who his success speaks to that. And I think it, you know, as we look upon it years and years later, we're going to mm-hmm. see how this began to kind of just break down that that barrier in so many ways beyond just music, but just culturally people being able to embrace him because I mean this this dude is like doing arenas in Kansas you know what I'm saying so it's not like all Latinos <laughs> right. so like, yeah. you know so like he's he's very much <laughs> universal so I think it, yeah. it speaks to the idea that our culture um can be universal we can share our, our stories and our music and, and all those different things and it can be enjoyed by by the masses um just like anybody else's culture I think the biggest cultural moment for him and what really reinforced that he went 10 toes down on the authenticity mm-hmm. and that he unapologetically was not going oh, to the change Grammys? was the Grammys. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yes. He went out there tip like uh, such a nod to Puerto Rico and, and the festivals mm-hmm. that they have over there. He had a whole Dominican band playing merengue typico from the island. Like I yes. was, was screaming yeah. in my living room. Yeah. My husband and I rewatched it 17 times in a row. Mm-hmm. I never Never thought that I would see that on the gram. You got a little Taylor Swift out there, a little blonde hair, dancing. Are you <laughs> was into me? it? Have you not she was into dead. it, of course, as she should be. I mean, yeah. I, I felt like right. more of the room should have uh, leaned in, but you know, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it's fine. But- but th- that's the thing, like people don't know behind the scenes, you know how many people he probably had in his ear that were like, play it safe. You're on the main uh-huh. stage here. That's uh-huh. Uh-huh. Universe, right? And he was just like, nah, D- no. this is my moment and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And that's not an easy thing to do. Like we've all worked really hard to get different places in our career. And it's nerve wracking to think one misstep could like derail us from where we want to sure. go. Yep. And to stay that sort of like tunnel vision on who you are as a person, what you want to represent and refuse to change that for anybody, I think is incredibly inspiring. Yeah, a lesson to us all, for yes, sure. It That's is. what we strive mm-hmm. for every day. The one misstep thing, Ooh, not me feeling a little something in my stomach, Lord. <laughs> oh, I can't do it, not today, I'm dealing with enough. Uh, um, DJ, thank you for this. Thank you for coming yeah, through. DJ. We can talk to you all freaking day. And yeah. please come back and, and, and rock with us because these are the conversations that we'd love to have and that our Absolutely. community needs even more. So proud of you. Yeah. Congratulations, you. we will talk again very Appreciate you, hermano. <laughs> Yes, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. 
Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tercera, 11 por avanzar. Birdie, ahora sí le dieron tiempo, va largo. Divo Samuel solo, touchdown. Quedó libre Divo Samuel, tiene su cuarto touchdown aéreo de la campaña. Breaking out the squabble, that's what I it's all it. about. I love it. That's, that's the thing now, it's not the gritty. I feel like the gritty has so, come and gone. It, I buried the gritty a long time ago, okay? It but the, lived kid, a long the kids, literally, life. the kids Still? were were doing it. Yeah, it's just like the floss, like the floss thingy. Which yeah, I never that was that was the same kind of, kind of it's, thing. It's not for us, Will. It, it's it's not. not for us. It's That's not. what we have to remember. Uh, but that, they're the 49ers with that win over Seattle. Now they have the Cardinals ahead, mm-hmm. so that could potentially be a trap game because they have the Ravens after yeah. that. Yeah. And like, that is going to be, be a, a fun game to watch there. Yeah, fun game for us to watch. <laughs> yes, it is. For sure. It is, it's going to be physical. It's going to be physical as hell. Very physical. Um, that's that's going to be good. And the two number one seeds, yeah. AFC and NFC there. I just like to thank Debo Samuel because he is a big part. I think he gave me 34 points. Yeah. And I have him in both my leagues. Thank you, God. Smart. It only really matters in one because I'm three and ten in the other one. But still, <laughs> the points are there regardless. Uh, that was on on the good side. Yeah. Um, the good okay. side, if you are a Titans fan, was last night one of the You're two very Monday night about games. This. Look, I'm the yeah. Because look, I can I can take it. Journalist hat on mm-hmm. for the moment, and the Titans showed up and did what they had to do. I thought there was some questionable things that happened throughout the game. That's my fan side. Yeah. Um. It was it was a really but questionable really things tough. from the Dolphins because uh, of like Titans, turnovers. But or... again, there are some hits, some calls, some injuries. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it because yeah. I think they played them hard. That was a physical game. Yeah, it really was. physical game. But what really, I'm still not over it. It hasn't even been 12 hours. Um, Dolphins being up two touchdowns with three minutes left and losing. Yeah. How, Sway? Uh, listen. Those, I mean, we saw how, but it's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was upsetting to see Tyreek go out because you never want to see any of these stars go mm-hmm. out. And, and again, mm-hmm. we just saw Justin Herbert. He's now out for the remainder of the year. So this is another situation where another star goes out. We'll have to see what the deal is with his ankle. But yeah. clearly, they missed him. And oh, if anything, yeah. I think that 
Tyreek proved why he is an MVP candidate because the team was not the same without him. No question. Right? And the team really relies on him. And now it's incumbent upon guys like Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson, A-Chan, Mostert. Jalen got beat up too. Yes, he did. He -hmm. did. But that has been the the issue with the Dolphins, especially. It's like these injuries are starting to pile up and you can't outrun them. I mean, it's really difficult. And here's the other thing. And sorry to even bring this up, but they have the second hardest schedule for the rest of the season right now. So they still have to play the Ravens. Mm -hmm. They still have, at the end of the year, a game against the Bills that could decide the division at this point in time. I was really hoping that they would get to 10 wins last night, that they would sort of really step up into that position because there is a lot to be said about momentum, about confidence going into this. I'm very curious. First of all, also shout out to the NFL film squad that's going to have to turn around this Hard Knocks episode uh, for tonight, which I will be watching closely because I'm very curious to see what it sounded like and felt like and what really was going on. Yeah, Tyreek's a big part of it. And the the Tyreek. Has been. Because we saw him go back in towards the latter part of the game, but obviously was not at full capacity the reason they have him there is to and we heard this throughout the broadcast broadcast team did a great job um the reason that he is so powerful outside of his tremendous skill set is because he has the thing that other coaches can't teach you're either fast or you're not and Mm -hmm. nobody is as fast and as accurate as he is so if he's not doing that it's really hard to you know put him in there okay as a decoy sure but like that's not going to get you the results that you need. And still, they were able to get down there and, uh, and score enough to be up by 14 or more points. And then to drop it, I think that is what hurt. Mm-hmm. That is, I had to put, you know, the group chats are going, right? For yeah. Me and my Back Dolphins. But I was like, yeah. I got to put the phone down. I got to put the phone down because I'm so upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset gotta right charge now. That I was phone. wearing my Tua shirt. <laughs> Gunny kept looking up at me like, Mom, relax. <laughs> I've been very calm and excitable for most of the season. And he's just looking at me like, is mom okay? (laughs) No, my beautiful little puppy. I'm not all right. Emotional support was needed from the dog. Yeah. He's like, please stop squeezing me. Let me go. And here's the thing is like, they've got the Jets next. And the Jets seem to have found a little bit of this mojo. Thanks to to Zach Wilson. Imagine a scenario. Where they lose to the Jets. Next That's week. that would be rough. But I won't be on the podcast the week. Like defense, you won't find me. Yeah, I'll be in a hole somewhere, Randy. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just know. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. So either way, we were able to talk through that. Let's yeah. now talk Thanks through. Thanks for listening. Yes, well, Appreciate of course. It. Okay, and thank you for listening to the. No, um, <laughs> we still have That's more. It. We still have more pod. What we have right now is, of course, our perro macho. And so for me, <laughs> it's gracias, señores. Uh, for me, Perro Macho, again, this is the common theme that runs through the league yep. at this point in time. These are the backup quarterbacks. But in Cleveland, speaking of the dog pound right there, mm. they've got Joe Flacco. 42, 45 year old, 82 year, whatever. It is Joe Flacco. The year 2023, folks. You're this not, is yeah. insane. So to step into that situation, yep. a lot of credit has to go to Kevin Stefanski and preparing him. A lot of credit goes to having a guy like Joe Flacco come in. He's a veteran. He mm-hmm. knows what he needs, what he wants from an offense. Yep. And he's able to do RPOs. This is a system, a scheme that when he came into the league, they weren't really running, oh. you know, or he was putting that, that pigskin into the stomachs of guys and taking it out, faking, and then That's throwing it. the ball. So he's a perro macho. He definitely keeps that team going and their playoff dreams and push alive. The other one, and we mentioned him, <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Huh? I love this kid. Tommy DeVito. He's a made man. <laughs> He's yeah. a friend of ours. It's so good. Okay. He's a friend of ours. We uh, like Tommy. Now three and one, MJ. Three and one. Pretty good. He he has stepped into the situation, mm-hmm. leaned into the whole good fellas. His agent is getting mentioned is and has gone favorite. viral and seems to be a very shy man that does not want to right. have very any attention does not want him. attention, <laughs> just trying to blend uh, But he's like else. dressed in this suit, it's like the hat. It's amazing. Yeah. I love this for you guys. It's, exci- it's a exciting Jersey for kid. Giants, man. 
a, a Giants uh, fan base that didn't think they would have anything to cheer for halfway through the season, and now there's this there's resurgence hope. of energy. Yeah, these characters, quite literally characters, because Sean Stellato, who's the agent, yeah, is literally look. I think someone said earlier, right out of central casting. Like, oh, hundred percent. Who would be Tommy so DeVito's agent? That guy, <laughs> no question, immediately. All right, so let me ask you this though, because your hubby obviously is a. Huge Giants fan. Five and eight, flickering playoff hopes. I mean, sure. Don't think anybody is yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking that they will make it, but this is no. an incredible carpet ride that they're on. Yeah. Do you think that there should be a discussion about Tommy DeVito and Daniel Jones and who should be the starter? Is that even a legitimate yes. combo? Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, are you convinced with Daniel Jones? Has anyone really been? We've had this conversation since he entered yeah. the league. He just signed that contract. So whether it's fanfare or the moment or the fact that there were no expectations for Tommy DeVito, I think it's a legitimate thing to say, okay, well, let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Let's see how much more we can grow. Let's see if we can really make this guy legitimate because what you've done with the quarterback that you paid handsomely has not really worked out. Right, right. So, yeah, I think yes. More, more of this. Okay. More in of New that. York. I like I it. Love Those it. are my perro machos. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, all right. Yeah, I need a little bit more um, as well. Yeah. So like, let's, let's get into Platano Power. Poder. Yeah, Platano Power. Power. Let's go. And I know we're very quarterback-centric. Mm -hmm. And that's fair, I think, given this weekend. And um, Cowboys fans, my Platano Power goes to Dak. Okay? I said it before. We got to bring that same energy for him. The man was 24 of 39, 271 pass yards, two tugs. But he already has over 3,500 passing yards on the season. What he did also in just the power of resilience, right? Taking the criticism, taking the bad games at the beginning of the year and being able to right the ship and really show us, no, 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 no. I am that guy and I can do it even through adversity um, and really get. And I think the connection with him and CeeDee Lamb has been beautiful. This is yes. what we've wanted to really see. Really blossomed. Really, really wanted to see for the past, what, two, three seasons between the two of them. Um, so I think this is great. Lots of platanos there for him. Maybe tostones. Yeah. We don't talk about tostones enough. Yeah, we don't. We need to talk more about and tostones it. Tostones are great. You can eat anything, really. <laughs> it's the perfect vessel for any protein. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Good I on you, Dak. That is a great, great uh, choice because the team has scored over like the last few weeks like at least 30 points a game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's been a no big difference yep. but so w we've mentioned brock purdy we've mentioned tommy devito and now dak prescott do you know like over the last four weeks in terms of completion percentage and and uh really the uh passer rating oh my god it, if you look at it it's like it's brock purdy's one Tommy DeVito over the last four weeks, oh my two, God. and then Dak is three. <laughs> Isn't that crazy it's for so for um, for the passer rating? So it's fantastic. It's uh, so it's amazing to to see. Mm -hmm. um, welcome to the NFL. Everybody. Yeah, no, welcome <laughs> definitely to the NFL. Uh, so that's this takes us now to Ipunto, mm -hmm. and I know I I mentioned it in Ipunto's past, but it, this is just the year again of the backup uh -huh. quarterbacks. On Thursday night, we're gonna see it again because we mentioned Justin Herbert's yep. and now out for the year. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to have Easton Stick against Aiden O'Connell. You know what I mean? It's like it's now you have that. But these quarterbacks who've stepped in and now, you know, you have Mitch Trubisky who is trying to keep the, the Steelers mm -hmm. there in the playoff chase. You, you know, we mentioned uh, Joe Flacco, you know, and Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning. You, you know, it just is worth mentioning again because these guys are keeping their teams afloat. They're keeping them afloat no when, when it seemed like hope was, was lost. I mean, Tommy DeVito, we were just talking about Tommy, you know? It's crazy. Um, and, and I think... We always say you can't discount like, oh, he's just a backup or whatever. He's a backup until he's not. Right. And in a year like this where we just lost another starting QB to an injury. And yeah. Justin Herbert just this morning. Like, it's crazy. These guys have to stay prepared. The hope is that they don't have to call on him. Yep. But year after year, and I think this year maybe 
more so than usual, we've had to lean on these guys. So shout out to the backups, more so the backups who are really stepping up and getting yeah. it done. It's like, this is my moment. Yeah. This is what I've trained for. Step this is why up. I take reps with the twos. Ahora sí, es tiempo. practice all the time. Vámonos. Um, so when the number is called, they do what they got to do. It's fantastic. Um, my punto, you know what? It's just going to be a love letter to the Dolphins fans right now. You guys, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's gonna I, it's gonna be okay all right let's have a little more trust and i'm talking to myself i'm looking in a mirror here i'm looking in a mirror i know it feels familiar from years past but let's not fall into this trap okay let's push by our team let's send them la energia that they need to finish strong the rest of the year and go into the post stronger than ever fins up baby <laughs> even through tears we're going to be all right. Either way, I feel like this entire episode has been very therapeutic for us. We're very open and vulnerable here. Uh, yes, we, we are. are. It's a safe space. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, Prima Hermana. <laughs> and that's why I love you and so glad you're part of the El Hato podcast well. with me doing this. And we love our audience as well. Make sure to download, subscribe, like es un ritmo que okay? somos parte de la familia la gente ok vámonos se tiene que ayudarnos ¿sí? yeah. somos unidos en todo eso mm -hmm. uh, that has been another El Huddle podcast in the books join us next week prima hermana siempre we'll do it nos vemos adiós Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.